Welcome to Bodcast, the business of dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. Bodcast delivers the best business advice, real life stories, and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, my name is Nigel Jones. I'm the sales and marketing director of the Practice Plan Group, and it's my very great pleasure to welcome you to this latest edition of Bodcast, where I'm joined by Sarah Buxton from FTA Law. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Hi, everyone. So, so today, what Sarah and I are going to be talking about is um, the the very topical issue of mandatory vaccinations for what has been described in the media as NHS frontline staff. So, so Sarah, I think this is um, you know really quite a, a potentially sensitive issue for some people at the very least. What what's um, your overview of the situation as you see it? Um, yeah, I, I agree. I think it's slightly misleading um, that um, in the press and in the media, it's been described as mandatory vaccinations for NHS staff. Um, I think the first point um, that people need to be made aware of is that this is going to affect um, NHS and private practices um, individually mixed Um, And that is because it actually applies to anybody who is performing a CQC regulated activity. Um, So I think it's really important um, that that is stressed, that it's not just for NHS staff. This applies to all dental practices in England. I think that's a, that's a really important point. In fact, it's a crucial point, isn't it? That uh, that the sense you got was it was for NHS employees. So that use of the word staff sort of suggests employee. And obviously dentists being independent contractors won't view themselves as, as employees and won't view their staff as therefore employees. But what you're saying is the regulated activity is the, the, the thing that captures them rather than the fact that they are or aren't employed by the NHS. Absolutely. And what they're relying on is the fact that if you are uh, registered with the CQC, um, you are under an obligation to provide a safe working environment for your team and for your patients. Um, So they see that the mandatory vaccinations being part of providing that safe working environment. And so um, if they um, are going to be compelled to have um, vaccinations, I think I'm right in saying that that needs to be the the double vaccination needs to have been completed by um, April next year. That's correct. So um, the um, deadline uh, for ensuring that the team are double vaccinated is the 1st of April 2022. Um, So if they haven't had any vaccinations, they will have had to have had their first vaccination by February because there needs to be um, the uh, grace period between the vaccinations. Um, And I think it's important to note that it doesn't include the booster Um, So at the moment, they're just asking um, for the team to be double vaccinated. So I think what that essentially means is that um, conversations with um, members of the dental practice team that have hitherto not become vaccinated need to be held really within the next few weeks so that they can get themselves booked for February and then meet all of the timescales. Um, Yeah, absolutely, Nigel. And I think um, going back to a point that you made at the outset is that these conversations need to take place 
um, as soon as possible, but also um, need to be very sensitive when approaching um, the team members. Um, and that is because everybody um, has a different opinion or they may have um, reason as to why they can't be vaccinated. Um, and we need to make sure that we understand uh, the reasons why they can't be. So as an employer, um, you are, I would advise that you're now under an obligation to ensure um, that you have a copy of their vaccination certificate on file, like you do the other immunizations um, that a dental practice uh, team member has to have. Um, and I would add to that now the COVID-19 vaccination. So you may want to approach individuals and ask for this. And then if they say they haven't had the vaccinations, um, you may wish to then try and understand why they haven't. Um, and there are some exemptions. Um, so, for example, um, if they have been advised that um, they may have an allergic reaction to it, they are actually exempt um, from um, having to have the mandatory vaccinations. Now, if that is the case, um, you need to be digging a little bit deeper into that as an employer, and you would want to ask for um, medical records um, in which this is proven. And it's not that you don't trust your team member and you need to get that across, um, but it's actually you need to ensure that you are looking after um, your own obligations um, in case there is ever a CQC um, investigation or um, somebody complains that somebody hasn't been vaccinated for insurance reasons, um, GDC, um, which we should come on to because the GDC have said that they will be updating their guidance in respect of, of the vaccinations as well. So you need to get this across to the staff that you don't want to invade their privacy or you don't want, it's not that you don't trust them, um, but it's really important that you do hold this information on file. I think that's a really important point that um, you, you, you've got to have an audit trail that, that demonstrates that you you sought appropriate evidence. Otherwise, as you say, you're going to be going to be quite exposed. So you, you mentioned about the GDC then. So that so that's that shows that the stakes are potentially really quite high if um, uh, practices don't take this issue seriously. Absolutely. I think um, I, I don't know what the GDC are going to uh, produce or what their guidance is going to say, but if it fits with the other vaccinations, um, then the GDC will not allow uh, people to be uh, registered and perform uh, dentistry without those vaccinations. So they may go down that line with it. So it's really important that if people haven't been vaccinated, that they do look at the reason why and make a very important decision about their career um, as to whether this industry is for them or not. So, so I think that that raises probably the most important point is that there will be a number of, of people that object to um, the concept of mandatory vaccinations and have hitherto um, chosen not to have the vaccinations for reasons personal to them and their beliefs. So what, what we're saying in this situation is that the mandatory nature of it is, including the word, I guess, is they, they actually don't have a choice. It's either if you want to remain in this role, you need to be double vaccinated by April or you will have to seek alternative employment. 
Um, ultimately, um, that that is the conundrum. That is where we're at at the moment. Um, I think there's some misunderstanding um, surrounding pregnancy and uh, breastfeeding um, women who. Um, because there was, again, in the media, uh, there was information about um, how it may affect fertility or, or pregnancy or, or breastfeeding. A lot of women haven't had the, um, haven't been vaccinated. Um, and the guidance says, well, that's not enough. If, if you need to get a certificate from your midwife saying why you can't be vaccinated now. Um, and um, if you're pregnant or breastfeeding, you should if you're part of this, um, um, if you fall under the remit of, of this new announcement, you should now be double vaccinated. Um, so the, the, like anything in employment legislation, if there is a team member who has a belief or um, has a reason for not being vaccinated and doesn't fall within the exemptions, there is a procedure to go through um, before you um, bring their employment to an end. And part of that procedure um, may be looking at other roles that you may be able to offer to them. And the last resort is that if by the 1st of April um, they haven't had the a vaccination or you can't find another role for them then yeah their employment um, or their engagement would come to an end and that's very difficult in the dental team to look uh, for another role um, which wouldn't satisfy the criteria because it has if you're face uh, to face with patients which the majority of the dental team are um, then there's not going to be much room to uh, maneuver it, it's going to be actually resulting a loss of people's employment. So I, I think that is going to worry a lot of um, uh, practice owners and practice managers, I think, in terms of it, it, it feels like there's still an element of grey in some senses with the reference that you made to pregnant women, or at least confusion that means people are maybe more hesitant. Um, but ultimately, practice managers and um, practice owners have got to act on on this. They've got to have those those conversations and they've got to follow the process correctly to avoid tripping themselves up. So so is, is there are there particular stages that they need to go through? Yeah, I think every, everything starts with a good conversation. Um, so have that initial supportive conversation. Um, and I think whatever your belief is, if you, um, whether you're double vaccinated or can't understand why they're not, don't let that come across. You need to be supportive when you have that initial conversation. Um, this was actually something that the health secretary actually said in Parliament on Tuesday. Um, he said he, he wants people to encourage and support um, people to have the vaccination rather than go down the formal hard line of if you don't get this, you're out. Um, because obviously they don't want people losing their employment over it what they want is people to stay in employment and be double vaccinated. Um, so initially have the conversation um, and um, have some guidance um, where you can explain to them. So, for example, if they are concerned because of uh, pregnancy reasons, then you can explain to them that that's no longer the case and that guidance is outdated um, and you can try and encourage them and make them understand what the current situation is. Um, in my experience, which you've had a good conversation with them, um, they 
a team member will usually um, then make a decision about where they want to go. So if they if they want to stay as part of the team, um, then they will um, probably go and get vaccinated. And it's actually at that point, they may make a decision by themselves that this role is no longer for them. Um, and you may find that actually they, they resigned from the role. Um, so I think um, start with a good conversation. And if, if that doesn't go to plan, um, and they, um, you can't encourage and entice them into it, then there will be formal proceedings that you can go down whereby you can't force them to have the vaccination, um, but you can um, undertake those proceedings to bring their employment to an end. And so would that that follow um, a staged disciplinary process then to to reach that ultimate conclusion that we, as I agree, we want to avoid, but yeah. it's it's it, likely to happen in some cases. It's, it's very similar to the disciplinary uh, process. They would be invited to a meeting. Um, you would look at other options um, before um, dismissal. And that's why I spoke about uh, redeployment, because if you can find them another role um, where they're not patient facing, um, that that may um, stop or prevent their employment from being brought to an end. I think the difficulty we have um, with dental practices is that most of the uh, positions within the dental team are patient facing. Um, the only one that I could think of is maybe the cleaner who comes in after hours um, doesn't see anybody um, uh, to, to clean the practice. They're not obviously patient facing. Um, so they may be justified in their position um, if they decided not to be double vaccinated. Um, but in the, in the dental practice, most people um, satisfy the criteria that they do have to be double vaccinated. Yeah. So so you, you explore other other options in in the vast majority of cases there aren't going to be any so you then follow the disciplinary process that will ultimately lead to dismissal um which obviously we we want to to minimize i mean it's going to be a challenging time isn't it because workforce issues are impacting on um actually so many different professions and you hear the reports about how the care industry is expecting to potentially have lost three three and a half percent of its um its workforce as a result of this mandatory vaccination point and uh, if we have anything like that approaching or anything approaching that in dentistry that that's going to make what's already a challenging recruitment and retention scenario even even more challenging but uh i i i assume that there's no scope for um revisiting this decision or it being challenged or uh, in in any sense it not happening um I, it would not surprise me if it's challenged um there obviously are people out there with very deep pockets who may be happy to pay to challenge the decision um it it's incredibly expensive um to bring those sorts of claims um but um it ha decisions have been made previously and they've been overturned. Um, one that comes to mind, for example, is um, when Parliament introduced employment tribunal fees so that the employee had to make a claim, uh, when they were making a claim, had to pay a fee. That was eventually overturned um, because somebody made a claim um, and said that that was preventing access to justice. The problem is, it takes years um, for that to get through the court system. So it's not going to be overturned or nobody's going to bring a claim within the next 
a few months or years and we've got we're, we've got to abide by this until it is overturned um so it's already in force for care home um providers um that came into force on the 11th of november um so they've already been through it with one sector um so i think um they are confident that it will work um in in this sector as well well, thank you very much indeed, Sarah. I think um, this is a, a really important issue that people need to to start um, planning around because um, obviously that it takes time. You've got to think about those uh, the, the timescales for getting vaccinations for those people that, that do go with that and and time for the disciplinary process if um, you're in an unfortunate situation where staff continues to refuse to do that. So I, I think your insight today has been extremely helpful and I'm, I'm very grateful to you for, for joining me today. That's great. Thank you so much. Many thanks, Sarah.